This podcast was recorded on the lands of the Boonwurrung people of the Kulin Nation. The land on which I am lucky enough to raise my son always was and always will be Aboriginal land. This episode of Witching Hour is brought to you by Hot Minute Hair, a no-nasties two-in-one hair wand with dry shampoo powder on one end and quick-dry anti-frizz serum on the other. Perfect for busy mums. It works in one minute on the go wherever you are. Head to hotminutehair.com.au and say bye to bad hair days. Hello and welcome to Witching Hour, the podcast that looks at what's exciting, delighting, intriguing and frustrating us when it comes to making work, work. I'm Lucinda. And I'm Loz. As always, I like to kick things off with a good news story, as you will have known by now. You're the eternal optimist of my I life. Am. <laughs> I am. On the 6th of April this year, workers in the UK will be able to ask for flexible working from day one of employment instead of having to complete six months of employment before putting in a request. That's a bit weird, isn't it? That's really interesting. Mm. So that's it's a so big deal. That that's the rule. That's a huge deal. It's a huge deal in the UK. It doesn't seem like that big a deal here because I feel like people are quite forthcoming if they want yeah, part-time yeah. or flexi I'm really surprised that UK would be behind us in that sense. Yeah, it That's is a huge odd. one for the mums of the UK. Love yeah, it. Yeah, so it, it's expected to be introduced alongside other more um, flexible working reforms. So it won't just be that. There'll be other stuff that kind of comes off the back of it. It is funny, though, because there's been a lot of press around how exciting it is and how great this is for particularly mums. But just because I ask for it doesn't mean that um, a workplace has to it. say yes, yeah. but obviously they, I think they have two months to decide on it and they have to put forward a reason as to why they can't have flexible working, which kind yes. of places that onus on the workplace. So if the answer is something like, oh, you know, because we don't want to deal with it or like nobody else yeah. has it, it's like, well, Steve. Yeah, you, and you might have got away with that 20 years ago, but you wouldn't now anyway. Not now. While yeah. we're talking about UK flexible working and motherhood, if you haven't, if you're listening to this and you haven't ever looked at the Instagram account, Pregnant Then Screwed, it's an incredible ad. How do you follow this shit? I've been following her for so long. She's an I absolute legend. It's like an advocacy program or I guess charity that yes. uh, basically is pushing huge change on like a government level in the UK for working mothers. It's really incredible. Lots of good research, lots of incredible advocacy work. I highly recommend checking okay. it out. I can't say advocacy very well, so it's another New Year's resolution we'll add to the list <laughs> to work on how I say advocacy. Oh, God. Anyway, I get madder by the week, so hopefully I think it'll be better for everyone if by the time we're recording Once next time comes. I have a baby in my arms <laughs> rather than in my stomach. So let's get on to what we're talking about today. Infant formula startup Bobby axes all recurring meetings for 2024. I have some opinions on this that I think are going to differ to the studies, which ah. isn't rooted in much uh, in much intelligence if the research. studies are telling otherwise. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, I digress. Saving for retirement on part-time pay, the challenges for women, and your reflections on holidaying with kids. Take us away, Loz. Infant formula startup Bobby axes all recurring meetings for 2024. Bobby, a company of more than 170 whose corporate employees are fully remote 
announced earlier this week that it has requested all employees remove recurring meetings from their calendars going into the new year, dubbing the expulsion deletion day. Oh, I love I the like. term deletion day. That's brilliant. Yeah, it's cool, isn't it? Yeah. Um, the I reason love that you they... just call that cool. We are very cool people cool. if we're calling yeah. deletion day cool. Oh, my God. Um, a Harvard study published in 2022, this is the reason why they did it. Oh, well, not the reason, but this played into their reasoning, found that when meetings were reduced by 40%, employee productivity increased by 71%. I'm actually also, semi-surprised yeah, by this. Like that, oh. I would have expected a little bit of that. I reckon some recurring meetings are really important. Anyway, I'll let you keep okay. going and I'll jump in later. Okay. So also when employees were empowered with the right tools and given more autonomy, their performance improved and they enjoyed greater so job satisfaction. No surprises there, really. That does make sense because there would be a lot of management gatekeeping, I imagine, that would make employees feel like shit because they're not really given any autonomy. Yes. Some other research found that newly promoted managers are actually the people within an organisation that are holding the most meetings. So they hold almost a third more meetings than their seasoned counterparts. That's that really makes sense for me. It does. Because yeah. if you're a new manager and you're trying to know the ropes and get to know everybody and kind of get across everything and understand your workload, you kind of need those meetings. Like yeah. it's important and also, to set the groundwork for yourself. And I can also picture like if you've got a more senior manager that you report into, they'd be like, oh, these are the people you need to have meetings with and then you come back to me. So then that person who directly reports into someone yes. higher ends up having all of these all meetings, the meetings with so yeah. many different teams. members. have one. Mm. Yeah. The company also, so Bobby also established an ideal time frame for booking meetings. Now this I actually love. I so they've love said, this. Yeah. Meetings need to be between 10 a.m. ideally. So it doesn't happen all of the time, but usually their preferences for meetings to be between 10 a.m. and 2 p.m. The reason being is that over two thirds of Bobby's corporate team are parents and the added flexibility of having meetings within those hours allows that remote, remote workforce to pick up their kids, balance childcare needs, et cetera, et cetera. I would love that to be implemented in workplaces. I think the problem comes if you have like a really globally dispersed team. So like yes. if you're in Australia and you're dealing with New York, like they clock off Yeah, because you used to have meetings at like know? what time? 6 a.m.? Like 5 a.m., yeah, 6 a.m. meetings. Yeah, which yeah, for them it was doesn't like work 4 as well. Yeah, it doesn't work mm. as well if it's international, but if you're a national team, that works so well. Like I almost... There's no reason why you shouldn't do that. Yeah, like that 10 to 2 p.m. window, 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. window should almost be considered like core work time. And yes. then if you have really good staff... They should almost be able to fit their other four hours in amongst their life. Also, who the fuck is booking a four thirty PM meeting? Are you I find mentally that, insane? I find it I so find rude. That so rude. Like you don't do, do not. It. And like at the end of the day, you're normally wrapping up tasks anyway. It's not like that. I don't want to work at four thirty, but you're normally wrapping something up so that you can shut that laptop and move on to the next day. I want to have my meetings definitely in the earlier half of the day, so then I can action on them. Yeah. Or I just think to myself, like, if you're, unless you're having a meeting at 4.30, that's to be like, okay, let's go over some points for a presentation the next day, or just want to yes. make sure that you feel co confident with the work that you've completed. I do need any help. Are there any questions? Fine. But unless it's around that, if it's something to do with like adding more work to your plate, if you're meant to be clocking off 5, 5.36, mm. you're still going to be thinking about that shit until the next day. Like don't 100%. do that to somebody. And some things like need to germinate in your brain or need you to action upon straight away. Yeah. to then let the dust settle and like pick up the next day. So you're right. It leads to overworking. And also our best ideas don't come to us at the end of the day. 
They come no, to us mine's the start of the day. Don't. Then we need to action them out. So I loved my weekly whips with my direct reports anywhere that I've worked more corporately because yep. it kept me on track. It yes. meant I could fill up questions to ask that person. For example, my old manager, she is that person who had so many different whips with so many different team members. So maybe, mm-hmm. I don't know, maybe in a way she could have used less of those. I don't think she actually could though. But what it meant was instead of me going into teams or calling her or emailing her a million times a week, I would log up whatever questions didn't need answering straight away, save them for that whip. It held me accountable to tasks. It means yes. that I would set deadlines on when things needed to be done. And it was just nice for camaraderie to check in on her if we were, we were both working from home. So I'm sure I'm 100% into deleting all recurring meetings. I can see some instances. Like there's some, do you know what, do you know where I think they're shit? Is like big team-wide whips with like 10 people. Oh, you are such not a waste getting of time. anything done. The one-on-ones Nothing. I think can be really valuable if you work closely with someone. If you're in a 10-person whip that happens for two hours every Wednesday, Arvo, you just sit there and fucking don't listen See, and waste your time. Unless there's a specific agenda where you need to contribute to it, you don't yeah. need it. So yeah. if you don't have, like, for example, there might be one week where you're like, oh, look, I could probably just Slack or Teams or whatever the heck you use. I don't know. Yeah. You could just Slack your manager your questions and be like, hey, if you can reply to me by Wednesday, that'd be super helpful just so I can complete yeah. the following tasks. Like you don't need to jump on a Zoom call uh, and chitty chat for 20 minutes see, about I that. Want, I'd rather a 15 minute power through it chat. And if we don't need that time, just forget about it for Get this week. Get rid of it, yeah. That's my yeah. vibe. But I guess everyone works so differently. So it really depends on your working style. But I does absolutely depend. love the implementation of- I love the hours. Yes, the hours. I think that's yeah. brilliant. Because for me as a mother, that would mean this is my real focus time of like communicating with people. And if I've been somewhere long enough or if I've proven myself enough, you know that outside of those four hours, I might work from eight till 10 one night. And 8 a.m. till 10 a.m. that morning too. And there's my eight-hour day. But they're the days where I'm going to be really available to you and really focused. And if you trust me, you know that I will get the work done outside of those hours. But you're empowering me with the flexibility that it doesn't have to happen in a nine-to-five. Yes. So one quote that they said, which I thought was really nice, was for many of the parents on our team, it's the difference between being able to see their kids or not or being able to pick up or drop off. It's very aligned with our mission. For our core team, it has been huge in terms of attracting and retaining talent who's also mission-driven. Yes. So I do think like if you provide an environment where people can thrive and do their work and still have a bit of balance outside, yeah. usually people go above and beyond. A hundred percent. Like if your kid's having a really shit morning and you like sometimes I'll be like, we need to have a chino on the, day, on the way to daycare this yeah. morning. Like, we just need this. We need a little bit of time together. If you yep. knew that your meetings started at 10, maybe you do have the flexibility for that. Maybe you already worked from 6 to 8 a.m. That's that morning and then you clocked off for a bit. But I just love the idea that you're empowering people to make better decisions with how they spend their time and it doesn't just have to be sitting there from 9 to 5. Yeah, and I also get that this company is a fully remote company, so it is uh, it is a little bit yeah. easier. And they're all within the one time zone and they're a smaller company, so 170 employees. But I also think a lot of larger organizations could implement this at a team level. Yes. Yes. Like you don't, it doesn't have to be org wide. You could yep. have that meeting with your team and say, okay, we're going to trial for the month of July doing ABC. That looks like this. 
see how it goes, get your feedback, see what we can tweak. Because I think a lot of the time, like organizations do stuff like meeting free Mondays and it's like, oh, that's great. And I think that's awesome. But sometimes you actually do need to get work done. If it was more like mm. meetings on a necessary basis with an agenda. Yes. Or like, or like these are the times where you should be looking to book your colleagues in. Exactly. I, I feel like that would almost be more effective. Don't know. Be interesting to see how it goes. Saving for retirement on part-time pay, the challenges for women. Again, a lot of this research is done in America, but I really think it stays the same for Australia. So I would say it's comparable. 100%. Most part-time workers in America are women. Exactly the same as Australia, I would say, leaving them with less access to retirement plans and less money to store away. In this research, it said when women were asked why they aren't saving more for retirement, they often say the same thing. They don't make enough money. Some take time out of their careers to have children or when they return to work, many are self-employed. So they decide to do freelance. And we touched on this a while ago. I can't remember what the stat was, but it was like in 2034 or something, the expectation is that 30% of the workforce will be contractors. Yes. So that's going to increase. Um, or they take lower wage, part-time jobs. Again, this is something that I'm considering for the year ahead. I'm like, do I want to slog myself in a full-time job again or do I want to take a slight step back, enjoy the time with my kids, but also obviously earn enough to pay for our life? Things that I'm grappling with currently. And then nearly two-thirds of workers in low-paid jobs are women. So we know that like aged care, child care, nursing. Any care work. Predominantly yeah, any care work predominantly. And they're all low-paid industries. Yep. I know all this, but it's still scary when you hear it and you think about it. Yeah, but listen to this. This is the scariest part for me. So in light of the benefits of flexibility, the issue of retirement savings has taken an extremely limited role in women's decision-making about staying at home with their children, according to a 2020 survey conducted by YouGov. 20% of the people that surveyed said they didn't even think about it. Isn't that, Isn't that wild? wild? It's like the mental load of everything that's going on in a life is so much for a mum to take on that you don't even consider your future self. And you're so worried about your children that you don't really think about it. It's so Exactly bad. right. Yeah. I don't think about my superannuation nearly enough. Yeah, 100%. Well, this is, this is the whole thing though, Lou. Like when you take that career break or pause, so like when you have children or if you drop to part-time or if you choose a different lower-paying role while your kids are in primary school or whatever that may look like for you, that has a huge impact on your retirement savings. Yes. Like enormous. So you're not paid. Most companies don't pay superannuation for paid parental leave as part of their organisation and government parental leave. So essentially that you take a year off work, which most women in Australia do, then that's non-paid from a super perspective. Yes. I wonder what the percentage is. I'd be interested to know. I reckon it's about six to 12 months would be the average of time I taken off I think it is. Yeah, but that's baby. still a significant amount for your it's super. It's huge. It's massive. Yeah. And also, I guess that's why that stat that we know that women over the age of 50 are the fastest growing group of homeless in Australia. Yeah. This is why, because they have nothing to show for their caregiving in terms of monetary wise. They've yep. got no money. If they don't Absolutely. end up with their partner or if something bad happens, they've got nothing to fall back on. A report by KPMG Australia found that women had less superannuation than men because they often dominated the non-paid activities. Mm. A spokesman said, a spokesman, a spokesperson <laughs> said that we have that gap because superannuation is based on salary and wages and women have periods of not earning salary and wages due to childbearing and caring responsibilities. It's also funny too, because if you don't have children, you still fall into that 
part of caring because I guarantee if your parents got sick or a family friend got sick, it probably won't be your partner that'll put their hand up. It'll most likely be you. So you're still missing out. Yeah. I thought it was very fascinating. And I was looking at like, what are the ways that we can, what things can be done to reduce this? An obvious one is that employers should be paying the compulsory 11% superannuation for periods of paid parental leave and carer's leave. It blows my mind how that doesn't happen. Yeah, that's got to be one of the next big policy things, surely. It has to be. I do wonder whether, I mean, I would say very limited couples are having it, but I do think, should there be a conversation with your partner for that parental leave gap that you're wanting to take or pause where some of his super is put in yours. If like, you can afford it, like, that absolutely should be the case. Do you know what the problem is? Cost of living is such an issue, I guess, that people need all that money now. And that's what we think of. Like we've got yeah. such an immediacy culture that we don't really think about our future selves, which is a, a, totally flawed. I'm not saying that that's right. But that should absolutely be a conversation. When you say that out loud, of course, it's like I'm caring for your children. I should not be losing out on super. Exactly. And there was something I read the other day that was saying, actually, let me pull it up because I don't want to stuff it up because it was a really good start. Oh, okay. Oh, she loves it. She just absolutely loves it. I I actually love it. (laughs) The bottom 20% of households by wealth in Australia have on average about $66,000 in superannuation assets by the time they retire. So I think the retirement age to access your super at the moment is 65. $66,000 $66,000 to last 66,000 20 the rest 25 of their years. That's Isn't, that's sobering. It's bad. So it's just something to be mindful of, particularly as you're starting the year, you're in January, you're planning. The other thing is obviously you can contribute more of your wage to super. But again, to what you said, Lou, it's really difficult when you've got the cost yeah, of living going expensive. up and up and up. Your mortgage goes up and you're like, fuck, do I really want to be spending money on something I can't touch till I'm 65? And it's hard because you don't really think about yourself at that age either. Like you just don't. You think about what you need right now. Like I can't picture myself being 65, you know what I mean? Yeah, but like fuck at this rate, everyone's still going to have a mortgage when they're 65. And if you're winding down work, how's that going to work out? How does that work out? No wonder I guess people are retiring later and later. The other thing I would say on your superannuation is if you haven't checked your balance, now is the time to do it. So you're yes. at the start of the year, you're in January, log in and see how much is in there and see how right effectively your fund is working for you. One thing that I did the end of last year is that my fund was just shit, as in like a lot of other ones, I had a bad year in terms of investments. And I thought this year, I'm actually going to focus on that. I know there's like smaller funds that you can manage yourself, like not self-manage, but you can select different shares or real estate or investments, whatever, to kind of place your money to into, or you can say, oh, I don't believe ethically in tobacco companies or yes. wagering companies or whatever. Yeah, like um, gas and clever. oil companies. Yeah. Yeah. But I would love to definitely educate myself more this year onto where my money is going. So I'm like, yes. if that's the biggest savings that I've got, which it is because mm. I've got no savings, then mm. why the heck is it something that I'm not actively looking at? It's wild, at? isn't it? When you say that, I'm like, we're all mad. I mean, not everyone. There's probably people out there that are better with their super than I am, but I think that's a really great goal to set. I've been thinking a lot about financial goals this year and what our listeners might be doing in terms of what their salary looks like, where motherhood's coming with and what their finance goals are. So I think we might have to put a more finance related poll up about all yes. this, what people are doing about their super. And also from an ethical point of view, where their super or who their super fund 
is with well, half the time I know you there's don't like know. Verve Super, no. which is like a women-led one that I'm really interested in changing over to. So I think we're going to have to put this out to the pollsters and get some more. Pollsters. We love, love it. <laughs> we're going to go out to those digital streets and we're going to have some yeah, conversation. Yeah, you go, sweetie, you go. All right. So I know holidays have obviously seeped into a lot of our episodes lately, but lots of mothers and parents can relate. Yeah. We've been through the holiday season. You and I have extended what would normally be his normal return to work, right? Yeah. Yep, yeah, 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 somewhat. So we're yeah, in so Torquay. So you can speak to this. Yeah, we're in Torquay with the family, which is great. It's been really fun. It's definitely not as luxurious as sleeping in your own bed because we're in a caravan. No. So it's but tight. It is um, good family. It's tight fun. headquarters. It is. It must be tight now with Zave too. Like I forget that you've got now two kids in the caravan. I must admit, the other day, all of the boys had some annual golf day, which just happened to be on the Monday when it was like absolutely pissing down rain. I can't believe they still played. Like, why would you want to? That, I mean, because the only way you don't play is if there's lightning on the course. Ridiculous. Like someone actually gets struck. It was boring. Yeah, it was horrible. So they all played. Yeah, it was what they all played. They left at 6.45. They got back at 6.30 at night. You're kidding. They were gone for 12 hours. What were they doing? Hitting balls, drinking cans. Oh my god! Know. Hayden's lucky that our dog stops us from going to sort of fuck me. <laughs> but I have to say, it was the most fucked day because we literally were in you a caravan. Go with kids. No, but there's no, and I, I, I know I should, you know, embrace this more. But I was like, I just don't have access to a washing machine, so I don't really want Sienna fucking jumping and shit all day, like in puddles. Like I'm all about it, but I'm like, maybe if she was nude. She can't be in a public place. It was also dramatic rain. Like, we're not talking about... And we don't have Wi-Fi. So, like, ABC Kids occupies the kids for maybe, like, I don't know, 10 minutes. And then they get pretty over it. Zay is starting to, like, he's taking his first couple of steps. So, he's starting to, like, he's cruising, starting to, like, potter with walking or whatever. Um, And it was honestly hell on earth. It was so horrific that I thought to myself, I've got to go to a shopping centre. And that, my friend, was a mistake. Oh, no. Too, too so chaotic. I'm never doing that again. Oh, oh it was just bad. What's been your best of? Because I was actually going to ask you your worst of holidays with kids, which might be that, I'm assuming, being stuck that was the worst. kids for 12 hours while Ryan fucking hits a golf ball in the rain. Yeah, that What's was probably been worst. the best. If it wasn't raining, it actually would have been okay. Um, What has been the best? Oh, We've just got this amazing family down here that we've met through the caravan park, which just sounds makes me sound like such a carny. Um, but it's so funny. They're so incredible. And just watching them play it's with a, Dave, it's the family, I play think with is. Sienna. Yeah, they're yeah. so lovely. They're like the perfect age to sort of help out those kids too. And they're such gorgeous kids. And Sienna just has the best time. Like they entertain her, they take her to the jumping pillow. And it, honestly, so you know what? It's so good because it means that I can have a breather. Yes. Not that I'm seeing And also she's at the age... Where you can you sort of confidently it. send her off with bigger kids now. Not for ages, but you you know, you feel comfortable with her going down the road with other kids. She loves it. And she said to me the other day, like they went home for a day, probably to reset like I did. Yeah. And um she's like, Oh, where are all my friends gone? I have no friends. And I was like, Oh, that's so cute that she like honestly loves spending time with them. Yeah. That's, that's so that's nice. They're a great family. A highlight. It's been really nice. And it's so bizarre because I feel like holiday friendships are so different to like your, yeah. your normal friendships. It's funny, isn't it? Like we spend so much, not that we get to because we only ever come for a few nights when we can come. Yeah. But it's funny that we spend so much time with this family and it's like they're our neighbours and then all of a sudden you leave Talking Caravan Park. And, and you don't like, see them until next what? year. It's so bizarre. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I asked our listeners 
for the good, the bad, any boundary setting, any things they've been loving, any funny stories. Yep. I'm not going to lie. I was hoping for some really funny or rogue mother-in-law stories. Didn't get any. Oh, nothing. I really wanted some like rogue Christmas stories. So I'm oh, a bit disappointed. Fuck. But one person said two nights away, kid free prior to New Year's equals bliss. Back to reality now. Mm-hmm. You go, girl. Comes back to what we were talking about last episode. Everyone deserves a break. This one's really upsetting and I just want to send my love to this person who said, first Christmas with my cancer and my kids, terrifying. Oh, I don't know That's any horrible. more about that, but I just want to shout out to that person that I hope they got through that time okay. Another person said gastro. Someone got it at Christmas lunch and then it slowly spread throughout the whole family for nine days. <laughs> I think a lot of people will be able to relate to that. So I am sending turkey repeated. to you. Yeah. Horrible, horrible. Terrible. <laughs> A really lovely high is that someone said, always surprises me how much my mental health improves with my partner off work and home with the kids. Mm-hmm. So nice. I'm glad that you got a bit of a break. Someone's almost 36 weeks pregnant and they told their family if they wanted to see them for Christmas, they can travel to them for a change. Good on you for setting boundaries. I love nice. that. Mm-hmm. Someone else said strong boundaries set over here. We took off to do Christmas as a family of four. I love that too, because it's so, it's really hard jostling between like what you want to do for Christmas, keeping parents happy, happy, keeping yeah. elderly people happy that you're like, oh, is this the last Christmas? I don't know. It can be really hard, but people still deserve to like do things that they want to what do. What they want. Bucket list items. So yep. good on you for doing that. And then another sad one, one-year-old broke arm day before Christmas and have been to ED twice in the last two days. Oh, oh God. Parenting does not take time off on the holidays, does it? No, I it feel does not. that person. So that's how people are reflecting on their holidays. Yeah, what's what's your favorite? I mean, have you you, you haven't really had a holiday because I feel like you've kind of been in it's limbo. Been, but what... it's been I've just been in the weirdest state of limbo. I would say my best has been that not only are we on holidays, but it sort of feels like we're in this sort of mat leave period because we're just waiting for this baby. So Hayden's been very much around, and like he can't yeah, get drunk nice. just in case. I go into labor and all of that. He's still having a few drinks, but like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. it's been like needs incredibly to drive. mellow. And even he, like, he doesn't want to go off and do things because he's too scared that he's then going to get a call Something and have to happen. rush home. Like even I'm yep. like, you can still go off and do things. You just need to have your phone with you. Um, but even that he's sort of like, he wants to stay close in case because I guess they've put the fear of God into me of how quickly things might happen once they do progress. But long story short, my best has just been being in almost like this sort of Matt Levy family bubble. Yeah. And we've had a lot of really nice time together. I guess my worst is probably that like I nearly gave birth at 35 and three and that was a bit wild. <laughs> and then you didn't. And then, <laughs> and then I didn't. And then I spent two nights in hospital and then I left hospital being like, what the fuck now? And here we are 12 days later. But another best to counteract that worst is that I have made it to term for the first time ever. And that yeah. is a much better result it is. for my baby because we stayed in special care with Ray for I think six nights so it'll be good to hopefully not have to do that at all you won't so I wouldn't mine. have thought oh, yeah I'd be very surprised well let's give me a tip you brilliant tipster I've got two tips actually oh, one great, is kind of I've related got <laughs> <laughs> one's kind of related to the holiday period and just an experience that I have that I want to say to other people don't do and the other one is just to do with meetings so like giving time back speaking about that formula company Bobby that we spoke about before Loz, giving time back is one of my most hated corporate jargon Oh, terms. yes, it is. Sorry, it you is. You cannot but say, say that to anyway. me. <laughs> it's true. I've said it. 
One thing that I did learn very early on is a lot of people, when they book meetings, book them for half an hour or an hour slots. I feel like this is common sense, but don't do that. No. So if you're going to book a meeting, if you think yeah, it's 15, do it for like, book it for 15. Yeah, or book it for 15 or 20 because I think what ends up happening is without an agenda, and I'm like so anal about agendas, mm. without an agenda, you fill that time with rubbish. I could not agree more because you've already got it and you've blocked it out and then people are running late and then it starts five minutes late. And exactly whatever. right. So if you're doing a, if you want a half an hour meeting, book it for 20 minutes and then allow that person 10 minutes or five minutes either side so that they can get organized. Because I know what happens for me often is if I'm jumping from meeting to meeting, I need that time actually to remember, like, okay, what do I need to speak about? What do I need to clarify? Yes. What questions do I need to ask? So that's just like a, a pretty basic one. If you're not already doing that, I don't be the person that. that books a full block of me. No it one wants that. It leads to more it's wasting annoying. time. And people, I reckon as well, if you had a meeting that was 10 minutes long versus say 20 minutes long or 30 minutes long, you're more likely to probably be late or a little bit disorganized because you think you have half an hour. Whereas if you got had like the real 20 minutes, 15 minutes or 10 minutes that you actually needed, you would just be like, this is the time the meeting bam, starts, bam, 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 bam. get through it, finish. Yeah. Great Agreed. Tip. And you're still adding a little mayo to be like, how is everyone? Like, it's yeah. not like, okay, Luke, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> I don't give a shit how you are. Just kidding. <laughs> I definitely care how you are. Don't worry. Yeah. My other one would be, because I had a really unusual situation happen to me here and it left me with a sour taste in my mouth. So I want to explain to you. You haven't heard this story. This will be the first time you've heard it. Ooh. My tip would be, unless asked, so unless somebody asks you, don't comment on other children's behaviours if you're not directly impacted. So I'll tell you what happened here. I'm nervous. We we have a daughter, Sienna. She's three. She's wild. And I'm allowed to say that because I'm her mum. She's busy. She's she great. is she's loud. Fun. She's vivacious, but she's definitely not a wallflower. So she will happily go up to you and introduce herself. Probably need to get up to Stranger Danger this year and just, you know, educate her around the impact. Not of everyone's like, your friend, darling. No. I'm sorry. Exactly. <laughs> But at our caravan, we had another family. There's another family there and they invited a friend to stay. Yeah. And I, you know, I was talking as I do, as most parents do. Oh, like, she's like, oh, you know, who are you? How are you? Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, I've got a daughter, Sienna. It's been crazy. She's like, oh, you know, I've got a son too. Do you feel like you've had a break? And I was like, no, it's like fucking exhausting. And I was bitching, which you obviously do to connect usually, right? Yes, You're not going to be like, oh, about this. so great. I love yeah, it. like my little angel, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. <laughs> right. So I was like, oh, no, I'm, I'm exhausted. I'm fucking exhausted. Sienna's a maniac. You know, she's rolling in mud. She's so overstimulated. She's tired. She won't go to bed till nine. Like, it's a fucking disaster. Like, you know, I need a break from a break, as you do. Right? I was like, she's nuts. Yeah. Anyway, went out and the next, I went out for, actually, I went out for a drink with Ryan and another friend. We met them and my auntie and uncle kindly said, oh, don't worry, you know, we can look after the kids. I'm like, oh, thanks so much. That's so nice. We got back and had a few drinks. And this lady who I'd met for the very first time said, jeepers. Your kid is wild, isn't she? I don't even know if I describe her like that. She's so full on. Like, how do you cope? You know, she's just out of control, like full on rara. And I looked at her oh, for a minute and thought, my how God. dare you say that? I am annoyed and then I for you. to myself, no, because I said that openly, but I didn't ask you for your opinion on my now, child. There's a rule on this. We've I've talked about this with one of my really good and girlfriends I really, too. It's like you can, someone can bitch about a sister. You and I both don't have sisters, so different contexts. Mm. But my friend who's really close to her sister has been like, I can complain about my sister, but you can't say anything mean about my sister. And I think it is an unwritten rule 
You do not talk badly about someone's family member. They can do it. You can't. Yeah. And this is somebody that I didn't know. And it's so <sighs> funny because like at the start, like when we'd met, I'm quite personable and approachable, I would think. 100%. Like you make friends talk very about easily. Whatever, but the way that we connected was in a negative way. So it was about like, fuck, I'm exhausted. You know, my kid's on holiday, rah, rah. And so then she opened up, oh, you know, it is exhausting, rah, rah. Yeah. Then I felt like that gave her the in to then openly it say how horrific did my child. sort of have a bit of banter about how annoying oh. you found Sienna that day. I just don't think that's appropriate. No one's allowed yeah, to so comment you, on your own kids and family the way you are. That that's is my a, hot that tip. Is a tip. <laughs> that is a hot tip. Unless you ask for yeah. advice, yeah. don't give it on somebody else's kid. It's rude. It's disrespectful. And how does she know what else you're going through? Like, I'm going to take this to a more dramatic level now, but imagine if, like, Sienna's behaviour was actually causing you quite bad stress. Yeah. It could be. Right. Like, I'm not saying it is, but it could I be mean, for look, a lot of people. It's not. But it could. But there's a lot of parents that go through that, you know what I mean? Like, they might be going through behavioural challenges or whatever it is, or maybe they're even getting a diagnosis. I'm going on, you know, I'm going on very big Yeah, 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 here. attention. But yeah. maybe, you know, there could be something on the spectrum that they have related to ADHD or autism. Like, you just don't comment because you don't know the backstory of it. No, nah, anyway, there's my advice because it gave me the shits yeah. and it left a really sound. <laughs> how it tasted in my mouth. And you just had a nice drink and you were feeling relaxed because you got a bit was, of time off from the kids. I was. That's it was annoying. very nice. But I'm anyway, going there's to my second advice. that too because I don't, don't have do one. Do not do it. <laughs> Loose. Loose. What is your tip for this week, by the way? What have you got? Don't judge other people's children. <laughs> <laughs> my tip is for anyone that's in some sort of bizarre vortex, either the end of pregnancy or Maybe they're about to start a new job or maybe they're just feeling in some state of limbo. Use this beautiful weather if you are in the same hemisphere as us. Use this beautiful weather and this beautiful time of year to do something nice for yourself every morning. Maybe it's having a cup of tea outside. Maybe that's all you can get. Yeah. Maybe it's going for a walk with the whole family and the dog. Maybe it's going for a 10-minute walk around the block on your own with your favourite podcast in. We obviously know what that is. (laughs) Whatever it is. Embrace this time of year, find a little pocket either for yourself or to do something nice with family. So that's all she wrote today, Loz. We've powered that through is, these. That is at the end of today's episode. Hopefully the next time you hear from us will be a little crying, happy, Googling. What's Googling? What's the, what word is it? Gargaring. Gaga. Oh, I don't think she'd be gargaring. <laughs> Baby. She, she's very advanced to be gargaring. Gargaring then. In, in the background. <laughs> Googling. <laughs> Hopefully my baby's Googling. My kids can probably be, they'll probably be able I'll to do that. I'll probably be Googling to be fair. Yeah, no How shit. to make um, my baby sleep. <laughs> if you have enjoyed today's episode, as always, leave us a positive review and please follow us on readyornot.pod. See you next week.